We are continuing with our 2022 mini-series on sexual assault and sexual harassment. This will be the last episode of the mini-series, but that doesn't mean the conversation will stop either. You can count on us continuing the conversation in various episodes throughout the years. Over the last two episodes, we explored a story of one woman's experience being sexually harassed and assaulted while at sea. Today, I'm going to introduce you to someone new at Women Offshore who is now leading a new program to eradicate sexual violence in offshore environments. Before we get going, this episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. We advise listener and reader discretion. This episode contains content related to sexual assault and harassment. We do our best to hold these topics with sincerity, and we hope you'll listen in only when you feel ready and able. Check the show notes for support resources, and please take care of yourself. This is the Women Offshore Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. This podcast episode is sponsored by Stratus. For leaders digitally transforming their operations in order to drive predictable peak performance with minimal risk, Stratus ensures the continuous availability of business-critical applications by delivering zero-touch edge computing platforms that are simple to deploy and maintain, predicted from interruptions and threats, and autonomous. Their employees are passionate and believe in what they are doing and where they are going. They recently formed a Global Diversity Council. The mission of the Global Diversity Council is to foster a company-wide environment that promotes respect, equity, and inclusion. They provide the foundation to guide their organization in attracting and developing diverse talent. They encourage a unified culture that drives innovation and business performance and creates a sense of belonging for everyone. Learn more at stratus.com. Women working in offshore environments have experienced interpersonal violence, encompassing a spectrum of psychological, physical, and sexual harm, including but not limited to gaslighting, stalking, bullying, physical assault, and sexual assault. A climate and culture where these adverse behaviors from harassment to assault occur contributes to an increase in sexual violence. There are both long-term and short-term impacts of sexual violence on overall health and well-being. Each survivor reacts to sexual violence in their own unique way, and an assault may impact daily life, whether it happened recently or many years ago. If you have been a victim or a witness to sexual assault or sexual harassment, I can't say it enough. You are not alone and can take action today. We encourage you to report such matters to your employer, academy, or union as per their guidelines, or directly to the U.S. Coast Guard through their TIPS app. I'll put that link in the show notes for you. It can be so hard to speak up, but it is a necessary step in seeking help and breaking the cycle of sexual assault and sexual harassment. At Women Offshore, in order to eradicate sexual violence in the maritime industry, and support the safety of seafarers, we founded our own program called Sexual Assault and Violence Eradication. 
We call it SAVE. The SAVE program coordinator manages and oversees the organization's relationships and development of prevention, response, recovery, accountability, and shipboard climate change initiatives, such as victim support resources, reporting avenues, bystander training, and awareness campaigns. Today, I am pleased to introduce you to our new SAVE program coordinator, who wears a couple of hats at Women Offshore. Her name is Christine McMillan, and she's also an experienced mariner. She's here to tell us more about SAVE, what she's doing, and where the program's headed. Welcome, Christine, to our podcast. Hi, Allie, and thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I'm really glad for you to be here to talk about the changes at Women Offshore and for us to introduce you to our community and your current role. Do you want to talk about what you're doing at Women Offshore and also talk about your backgrounds? Absolutely. I am so excited for the changes that Women Offshore is bringing to the maritime industry and the offshore industry. We are literally making waves and we're going to keep making waves. So my name is Christine McMillan. I am originally a Texas native, and I went to the Merchant Marine Academy in New York. I graduated in 2009 and started going to sea and loved my career, working my way up in the wheelhouse from third mate all the way up to chief mate with different companies and getting to sail in different oceans and loving the experience. When I decided to come ashore, I was working for Chevron and they were so good to me and they brought me into the office and they said, you know, try out a couple different roles and see what you like. And so in 2017, I came into the office in San Ramon and had a couple different roles working through voyage management. And then I ended up in the demerge team in Houston for a while And then my last role with Chevron was in their marine assurance team. It's a vetting specialist. And just a couple months ago, I talked to Allie and I said, I'm ready for a change. And I have this time that I'm going to have available. And what do you need? And that's when you said, what <laughs> you said, okay, let's do this. And so here we are. And so my role within Women Offshore is in career services, career services development coordinator. And along with that, going hand in hand is our SAVE program. Please cut in at any time if you want to tell our community more about any of these yourself, Allie, and how you got to this idea. Yeah, it's probably a good time for me to give some background on SAVE. So we recognized last year as a board that we had two key areas that needed addressing. And one was career services, where we could provide more support because women are always reaching out for career advice or resume writing help, you name it. And then the other program we realized we needed was around sexual assault and victim advocacy. So we created SAVE, which is It stands for Sexual Assault Violence Eradication, and we believe that we need to bring someone on to launch these programs and oversee their success, and that's where Christine came in to be that person. So I want to get into SAVE more, but I also want to ask you, 
with your save hat on. This mini series that we've had the last couple of weeks, the story of the woman on the sailing yacht and what she experienced from the captain. Can you talk about that and talk about maybe what you saw in that story? You know, Allie, what really came to mind is we hear this again and again, and I think you even said it was we've all heard this story before. And my vision for the future of the maritime industry is where that story becomes uncommon. I don't want to raise a daughter in a culture where this is normal. And I don't want to keep perpetuating a maritime industry where it's just a part of it and we have to do better. And I think that that's my goal is the reason that Women Offshore exists is that we want to prevent this from happening more and we need to be promoting a respectful environment for everybody, no matter their gender, no matter their race, everyone goes out to sea and we're all just shipmates. And then I think that the way that we can do this obviously is become effective advocates through training ourselves and then being an advocate on the personal level and also on the policy level to raise the standard of the industry. And we're seeing across the industry, especially since the Midshipman X story came out last year, that there are people really trying to make a difference, but it's also lost some momentum. We don't want that to happen, right? And we want to see the entire industry increase their awareness and understanding and support for what victims go through. Absolutely, Allie. There can't be this highs and lows of when someone reports a case and then everybody acts. We need to just raise the standard. And I think that Women Offshore is the place where we can create a safe space for these conversations to happen regularly. And it's not awkward or taboo for us to talk about it regularly and to be able to have conversations at the policy level to change things and get an entire network in place to support women in the industry as a whole. Of course, the board has given their input and I've given my input, but how are we going to create that change that you speak of? What I really envision is starting out small and starting out by making sure that victims know the resources that are available to support them and have those available on our website, right? Where it can be readily available if something happens, where they can go. If it's therapy, if it's actual medical services, you know, who their Coast Guard contacts are, you know, there's tons of already established advocacy support networks in place. We're going to tap into those to begin with. And then we're going to start our own education and prevention studies in our own education and prevention classes. And so I really envision trying to get bystander training normalized. And one way we can do this is offer it during our own Women Offshore Conference. I would love to see it at the academies and at trade schools. You know, it could be a simple one hour training about how to be a person that's not going to let stuff happen. And then we're going to incorporate instructor-led SASH training. And it's not just going to be a computer-based training anymore where somebody can sit through it and click buttons. It needs to be engaging. And we need to be having these conversations normalized and regular. And so I invite all Women Offshore members to participate in SASH prevention training regularly so they 
are ready to have these conversations with their shipmates. And I think that we can have interpersonal communication courses that just talk about respect and what it looks like to go on board and be a good shipmate and then incorporate our sash prevention into that as well. The last couple of years, I've been the one at Women Offshore leading the sash awareness, meaning the sexual assault, sexual harassment awareness campaigns and whatnot. And what I've learned is that it's kind of like preaching to the choir, right? The women in our community, most of them get it. Most of them understand the importance of bystander intervention. And it's still important to like provide that training to the community. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, We can always take our victim advocacy up a notch and we can always be better and be more educated around how to support victims and be a better bystander. But how are you going to get at the people that maybe aren't in the choir? Because that's not easy. No, it absolutely isn't easy. So I really think that we need union involvement and we need the ship companies to be on board as well. And so... When we can develop a relationship with the unions and with these shipping companies, and we sit down at the table with them and we write the ideal SASH policy for a shipping company, and we say, how are you going to implement this? We're here to help you. Then I think that they can meet us halfway. And we start making sure that it's at the company level. And then we go to the ships and we're ready to have those conversations with the sailors and with the shipmates that we want to be seeing. We want to be building the right people and training them for how to treat each other. So I think that we can go into the accountability side of it, you know, holding the ship companies and the unions accountable for what they hear and making sure it doesn't get swept under the rug establishing reporting avenues, you know, using a third party where there's a secure reporting channel and a database of offenders. So offenders don't just keep jumping from company to company without having anything keeping them from doing that. Some of that's an embark and some of the companies that we work with, we're seeing already ahead on this stuff, but not everyone is. It'd be great to get everybody to the same level. And I know it's going to take time and it's going to be a continued conversation that has to happen every day. It can't just happen when a public report is made. Everything you're saying is so true and we really need to make sure that we have a far reach. So I'm really grateful that you're on the team and you're leading the charge now in this area. And one of the things that I've learned over the last year or so is the importance of critical mass. And while it's not the solution, it does contribute significantly to the environment on board, how women view themselves. And for those of you listening and you're unsure what we're talking about is when we say critical mass is we're looking to get more women on board, more women in the workplace, more women in offshore environments. And there's this magic number for some studies. And there have been a few studies around this. Some studies say... 20%, up to 40%. So we go with 30. Going back to an original study in the 1970s that came to this conclusion that if you have 30% women in the workplace, things change. And how does that relate to sexual violence? When it does happen, because SASH can still happen in really any environment, is that you have other women around and you have possibly a community, you have someone to talk to about it. And that's really empowering because what you do with your story initially can determine whether you report or not. And so having someone else who understands it, who gets it, 
most likely could be a woman. And then what the studies have also shown is that when there are more women in the workplace or on board, they're less likely to be assaulted or harassed sexually. It just doesn't happen as much. They get less attention, period. And that translates into less sexual attention. And they're seen more as individuals and how they contribute rather than representing their gender. So it's so important. It's not the end-all solution to eradicating sexual violence, but it does make a difference. Yeah, I agree. I've had that feeling on a ship where there is, you get more than the token female, right? When there's just one and then you have the critical mass getting to the tipping point and it's just normalized and there's nothing special. And some of you might cringe when you think of like, well, but I'm special. It's nice that I'm out there and I'm doing this job and it's cool. It's great. You're doing a good job, but let's get past the gender. Let's just look at you as a person doing your job and not have to stress about your sex. (laughs) So I think that when we can empower women and empower men to be out there and just do their job well, that's what we're really trying to do here at Women Offshore. Yeah. And that's such an interesting point because with starting Women Offshore, I've often heard from other women, like, and it's not that often, but every now and then hearing, I don't want to be singled out for my gender. I don't want to be put on your social media because I'm a woman. I want to be seen as a mariner, but we're just not there yet. And that would be great, right? It would be great to be just recognized as a mariner or offshore worker, but we need to recognize women's achievements to inspire more women and to normalize having women out there until we can get to the point where it doesn't matter. And I don't know if we ever truly will, because it's important not to be gender blind. We're going to have different experiences than men because we're women, but maybe we can get more towards the point where you're seen as an individual and less representing your gender. It'd be nice to be there. It would be really nice. And I think that it's our goal and we're definitely working towards it. And I just love the idea of having an even distribution of people where, you know, young ladies can in their high school years can look out on a ship and say, wow, I want to be like her. And it's not weird for me to want to be out there, you know, and, and there's definitely other male dominated industries. Let's look at like farming, for instance, when a woman's on a tractor, everyone thinks it's a big deal. And Mm -hmm. everyone's like, wow, I wonder where she learned those skills, (laughs) right? And like, let's just do it. Let's just be out there and do it. And, you know, women can achieve anything that a man can. And I think we're all there and we're ready to do it. And so if we can give young people a role model, an example where it's not so scary and we get past that mentality of it's going to be a really big challenge, I think you're ready for it. Like, let's go out there and do it. And you're not going to be sexually assaulted in the process of doing it. That's what we're trying to achieve. And for now, we want women to know that you have resources, you have people in your corner who want to see you succeed and are here to help you. Like our mentoring program at Women Offshore, like Christine with our SAVE program, getting that going and our career services program. We want you to know that there are just so many people rooting for you and want to be there for you. And we're here to help you navigate any situation in this offshore environment where maybe you're struggling or you need some advice. 
Yes, always feel free that you can reach out to any of us here at Women Offshore. We know that it's not easy right now, and we are here to offer our non-judgmental advocacy for you as needed. Yeah. Thanks so much, Christine, for coming on the show and sharing what you've been up to and where you're headed with these programs, or specifically the SAVE program. Is there anything else you want to add? Allie, just please let everybody know that I'm here. I'm available resource for them. I'm excited for the future of women offshore and for the offshore and maritime industries. And please leave my email address in the show notes for everybody. If anybody has any ideas or would love to chat more about this, please reach out to me. Perfect. We will do that. We'll put your email in the show notes. And I hope anyone who wants to work with you at Women Offshore or has some questions will reach out. Thanks, Christine. Thanks, Allie. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. What did you think of the show? Leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Additionally, if you want to propel Women Offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop. Make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.